Please pray with me. Dear Lord, we're thankful to gather together as, uh, as your family. We're thankful for your love and your mercy which sent Jesus to this earth. We're thankful that, uh, that he came to this earth and he uh, had a ministry which saved the lost, a ministry which taught your word, a ministry that uh, exposed our own shortcomings and showed a need for that Christ. Father, we're thankful for him giving his own life on our behalf to carry our sins away so that we can have eternal life with you. Father, it's a, it's a plan that none of us could see for our own selves. We know it was forecast long, long ago. It was there for people to see. It's there for our truth to, to build that foundation, to make it stronger. Father, we ask that you help each one of us to see see your gift, to see your love, to see your mercy, and how much it makes our lives different. Different from the world, different from what we would even have for ourselves. Uh, the confidence, to, uh, the ability to put yesterday behind us, to uh, know that you're always there each step of the way. Father, we ask for your many blessings here on the congregation. We ask for your blessings of wisdom and uh, soft hearts on the elders. Um, 
decisions that we have to make as we shepherd the church to uh, be closer to you. Father, we ask for your blessings of steadfastness, blessings of um, on, the, on the deacons, the work that they've, that's been set aside for each one of those. It's, uh, it's always a lot of work and uh, many ways to do it, and it seems like there's never even enough hands. Father, we ask for blessings on each one of them. Father, we ask for your blessings on Mike and Matt as they evangelize, as they bring that, that victory message, the victory over death, the victory over sin, to help it to, uh, to reach each one of us, to reassure us the decisions that we've made, to help us to grow, to help us to, uh, to stay close to you, but also help us to open doors, help us to reach out beyond the doors of this building, beyond the orange carpet, to touch lives which would be lost otherwise people who are downtrodden, people who have made bad choices, people who have situations in life which just keep, it, keep them down. May they be able to see that love, be able to see the, the gift, which, uh, the gift of life. Father, we ask your blessings on this great nation. We ask for your blessings on uh, decisions that are made. We ask for your blessings on our missionaries, uh, Dennis in Nicaragua, Campion, Ayrton, Agrippa and Peter in Zimbabwe. Uh, Gary and Chris with the Florida Prison Ministry, and of course uh, Barry over in Mali. Father, we ask for your blessings on each one of them that they continue to uh, share your message and the people have soft hearts to receive it and they continue to grow the kingdom. Father, we have a whole list of people who need, need prayers, uh, need your help. We ask that you be with Victor Rayner as he's on hospice now to, uh, to be with him, to re reassure him and give him peace. And uh, continue to be with Bob Spillman with his low heart rate, help to uh, do whatever it is necessary to get that back up to where it needs to be. Please be with Betty's um, brother-in-law, Ray, that he's in ICU right now. Uh, help to heal him from the, the COVID, help to heal him from the pneumonia, get him back on his feet. Be with the Sands, be with Parker, be with uh, William and Bertha's uh, grandson. Um, help to heal him, bring him out of the hospital. Help to... Uh, the life that he's going to lead as as, as diabetic with the uh, the insulin, whether it's a pump or a shot, um, I know there's a life that can be led. There's a good life. We have many examples of that. May he look to those examples, and may he thrive. Please be with um, Courtney's sister, Robin. Uh, this week she found out she she has cancer, ovarian cancer. Be with her. It looks like it's a uh, stage one, so that's a that's great news. But be with her to keep her up, keep her willing to do whatever it takes to get on. Father, be with Mike O'Neill. Uh, be with the, the blood, help to cure, to clear out the blood clot that's in his leg. And also help to, um, help with the rejection on his cornea. Help to heal that so that the, it takes root and uh, he can see well again. And Father, we uh, also ask for prayers for those who are affected by tornadoes this weekend. We've seen the devastation. We, uh, you can see the buildings that are in pieces, but you know the lives that are in pieces too. What it takes to uh, get back on your feet. Uh, those who've lost loved ones, those who've lost friends, those who've lost livelihoods, those who've lost everything. Father, be with them to make them steadfast, to get through, get through the trauma, to reestablish their lives, bring glory to you for seeing them through the storm. Father, we ask that you be with each of us. 
Help us, help us through the storms of life. Help us to uh, be a shining light to uh, bear your love throughout the world. We ask these things in your son's name. good to see you here this evening. It's good to see you here, Peter. Hey guys, before we bow, you know, this is the holiday season, time to really celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And look deep in your heart and uh, really think about the love that God has for us. That grace, oh, that grace, that makes a world of difference. You think all the opportunities we have in life to make the right choice or the wrong choice, regardless what we do, God loves us. And that grace is what plays that major role in getting us in the door to heaven. As we take this opportunity to take the Lord's Supper, please put in the forefront of your mind what Jesus went through, not just in those last moments, but throughout his life. Think of, imagine what it would be like to, to live a life without sin. That's what he did for all of us. God gave him for all of us. Let us bow. Father, as we come here preparing to take the Lord's Supper, we ask that you look in our hearts, see the love, see the joy that we have for you, Father. Brothers, as we take this bread, let it be a remembrance of your son, his body, which was given for us, which we are completely undeserving of, Father. Name of the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior and King. Amen. Let us bow. Father, as we think of this cup, 
that represent the blood Jesus shed on that cross with love for all of us. Please be with us as we go through life. Us, those in our circles, those we love, those we care about, those in the distant that we may not know, Father. Please touch all of our hearts. Awakening to the understanding of your love, your grace, your mercy, stands paramount above all. In the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior and King. Amen. guys now for the offering as those of you who are in house know down as you exit by the doors there are boxes where you can drop your offering if you leave as you if you choose for those people online you know i'm sure there's a way where you can coordinate and get your offering to the church if you choose let us bow father we thank you for all the blessings that you bestowed upon us us as a family, the difference we've had to make in the community. I mean, you look at the many ways that we, we try so hard to touch this world as a family, Father. Uh, just looking at the numbers in the food pantries skyrocket over uh, this coming months, coming year, really means something, Father. We are, we are making a difference and be it your will in making that difference we are touching people's hearts and their lives to hopefully wake them up to the understanding that that you're there you're always there with your arm out father we pray for this offering that may be used for the benefit of your holy kingdom be used to make a positive difference in this world in the name of the son jesus christ our lord and savior and king amen This is
Sting for a while. Is that better? Oh, just a little bit. It is good to see you. There's an old, old, old story about a good Samaritan who saw a man crawling around in, in the grass about midnight. And he said, what are you doing? He said, I've lost my keys. I can't get in the house without my keys, and I've lost my keys. So he said, I'll help you. And he gets down on his hands and knees, and he's crawling, and they crawl for about three hours and he finally looks up at the man and he says, are you sure this is where you lost it? He says, no, I lost it across the street. He said, then why are we here? He says, the light's so much better. We can do that not only with things like keys, we can do that with Jesus. A lot of us, whenever we look at Jesus, what we see is a, a baby in the manger, especially this time of year. It's just all over. You get them on cards, you get them on TV, you get it on the radio, you get them in sermons. But that's not the first time we find him in the Bible. So for the next couple weeks when I'm up here, we're going to be looking at places that Jesus has found in the Bible that we usually don't associate him with. In Genesis chapter 1, we read, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over the, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. him male and female, he created he them. For a long time, I had a real tough time with this scripture because it says, let us... Make God in our likeness. I grew up in a, a faith that taught God did all the creating. And God made the earth, and God made the plants, and God made the animals. And, and then you read, well, who is this strange guy? Because he's saying us. And I came down and thought, we're probably looking at the wrong spot because we think the light is better. So you look a little harder into the word and you start with this verse. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Now that takes a little bit of explaining in the word beginning. Those of you who know me know well know what's coming. Literally what the word means is in a beginning which had no beginning. 
for all eternity. There was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with, He is in the beginning with God. And then this all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Did you get the thing of who was there when you got the us? When he was creating? It says Jesus was there with him. And nothing was made that didn't have Jesus along with God making it. Now the way I remembered this, to keep it in my head, whenever I was young, is I pictured sort of a surgery seat. And God the Father is sort of the head surgeon in my way. And he says, listen, give me those lungs. And he gets the lungs and he puts them in place. And he says, then give me that heart. And he puts the heart in the best place. And he says, give me those kidneys. And as he goes along, he just sticks pieces of us together. But he also puts our emotions in us. And our feelings and he gives us the ability to reason and to ration and, and to know whenever we see something. And that's all started from the beginning of time. John continues, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Now his own at this time is the Jewish nation. He came to the Jewish nation, and the Jewish nation didn't want to receive him. Because to them, they had only one God. And the idea of having more than one didn't go down. But boy, they sealed themselves out of some good stuff. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And then he says, you know that word? He became flesh. And he dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the only Son from God, full of grace and truth. And then John, who's John the Baptist in this case, he talks about how he came before him. And they've all gotten to the point, and John says, the law was given through Moses, but it was grace and truth that came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. When you looked at Jesus, you got to see what God was like. You could see him and there's God's attitudes. There's God's attitudes. That, there's God's deciding what's important and what's not important. There's his value system. All you got to do is look at Jesus. In 29, when 
John the baptizer sees him, he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then he tells him why. The Father told me the Spirit would descend like a dove and it would remain on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen, and I have borne witness, this is the Son of God. So when we get into the New Testament, we've got a proclaiming, this is who God is. He's Jesus. In Colossians chapter 1, it's because of Jesus that we've been delivered from the main of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his Son, and whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. And then he gets into what's been created, for by him things were created in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether they're thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All were created through him and for him. For he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven or he made peace by the blood of his cross. Now this leads us to a couple of interesting places. He's God, and God's got all these powers, and yet he comes to earth, and people see him, and people listen to him, and the God that made the world is now living in it. In the book of Philippians, we read these words. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. Now, if you underline things in your Bible, underline those words. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. This is what helps us make sense of the whole thing. 
Now, if you're a religious person, you like religious words, it's called the kenosis. Now, what is the kenosis? It's verse 7. Christ, who was God, emptied himself and became man. Well, he was God. He had everything. He was on top of it. Yeah, exactly. And he looked at what was on top of it. And he says, we've got to redeem man. And to redeem man, I have got to give up all this and become one of them. And he becomes limited. He can be hurt. He can be disappointed. He's going to go through every emotion and temptation that every other man does. Let me give you an example. Jesus has been teaching in Mark 4. He's been teaching all the parables. He's been giving meaning to this one and he's been giving meaning to that parable and he's trying to get people to understand and it's been something that's happened day in and day out and finally at the end he says guys we've got to get out of here let's go across on a boat that was probably done because he didn't want the people to follow him he's exhausted this is a, a boat that was part of a a foundation, one of the boats they found. This is the front of the boat. These people were known as rowers. You could have a, a sail, but if you don't have any wind, that sail doesn't do you any good. So the rowers would take their row and they would row. And then that would leave whoever was behind and not taking one of them as the extras. I call them the extras. They were seven or more disciples who weren't involved in getting the boat across the lake. But this is the Sea of Galilee. It's got mountains on this side, it's got mountains on this side, and when that air comes down out of the mountains and hits that warm water, you got storms, big storms. But they've got fishermen, right? They need this for a living. And as these boats are with him, the great windstorm arises and the waves are breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And that would put him in the front of the boat. And these brave fishermen who've been out on the lake and gone through these storms a hundred times wake him up. And I said, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Do you see the wind and the waves and how the boat's taking on water? Do you understand what's happening? And Jesus awoke, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he says to them, 
Why were you afraid? Don't you have any faith? And they were filled with a great fear as they said, Who is this? That even the wind and the waves listen to him. Now I understand some people who get to sleep and stay asleep. I'm married to one. When she goes to sleep, she will not know until she gets up and wakes up the next day if it's made it through the night or not. The world can go and be blown up and she won't know till the next day. In fact, Michelle made me a bet when Michelle was five, that if I would buy her a party popper, she would party, take the party popper and pop it while Sue was in the room sleeping. Party popper throws out confetti and makes a loud bang and that kind of stuff. And she did it and Sue slept right through it. There's just people who sleep that thing. Because we need sleep. And the more tired we are, the more desperately we need it. But God doesn't need sleep. Psalm 121 says it just very plainly that God doesn't sleep. John chapter 5 says not only doesn't he sleep, he never stops working. So if Jesus is asleep, after working hard, he's not on the same standing as he was with God in the beginning. He emptied himself. Why empty yourself? Why do that? And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. And when the centurion saw that what had taken place, he praised God saying, certainly this was an innocent man. To save us, he had to die. And if he stays as God and doesn't become man, we don't stand a chance. He's got to experience life like we do so that when we're tempted, we can come to him and he can help. His death was for our life. But the only way he could die was to become a man. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah 53.5 That's the plan. Let him take all the punishment. Let him take all the pain. Pay the price. And we can be saved if we repent of our sins and are baptized for the remission of those sins. We can do that tonight. Or maybe you've once done that and you've never looked to Jesus as the Redeemer, the man, the man who was for all existence there in the Old Testament. But he became man because of the kenosis and died. And if you once have repented of your sins and were baptized, and now you're not living for him who died for you, let this be your moment. Come why together we stand and why we sing.
Got it? Okay. Thanks, Mike. It's very important that, like that, God empties himself. Um, he comes as a, as a man. He can face the same temptations we faced. We face the temptations, same, whatever. He faced the same temptations that we do. He understands us, so we can understand him and relate to him. And the only way is coming to the man, could he take our sins upon himself? So, very important concept right there. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Orange Carpet tonight, or at, on your own orange carpet and couch at home. I got a couple announcements, that, a few announcements. I got more than I wanted to have, but there's a lot of them. It is what it is. What it is. Um, so anyways, I probably ought to just leave it all in the prayer anymore, and we just have prayer announcements. But So most of this stuff I already covered, but we'll cover it again. Um, Victor Rayner. Victor Rayner's been in the nursing home for a while. He has gone home, but he's unfortunately on hospice care. So please, please pray for his peace. Please pray for his comfort um, in that time. So Victor Rayner is on hospice. Colonel Bob Spillman. Bob is with us tonight. Um, Bob's been having a very low heart rate. He's uh, having, a hard, having a hard time getting it up to where it needs to be. So pray for Bob to get the attention that he needs, the, uh, whatever it takes to get him up, up to speed. Uh, Ray Wisner, Betty's uh, brother-in-law, has been in ICU. He's in ICU with, uh, he's got COVID and he's got double pneumonia. Uh, please pray that he gets back up on his feet. Parker, the grandson of uh, William and Bertha. Parker is in the ICU in Macon, Georgia. He's got diabetic ketosis. He, uh, he's 12 years old. He just, uh, they just found out that he's diabetic. Uh, not only pray that he uh, gets better, but uh, pray that for the life that he's going to lead with uh, the insulin, whether the pump or the shots or whatever, that he leads a full life and he knows what it's, uh, what's ahead that he can accomplish with that. I know it's a tough thing sometimes with kids, but uh, please pray for, uh, for Parker. Uh, Courtney Wall's sister, Robin, uh, had a hysterectomy this week, and they found uh, two tumors. Uh, so she has stage one ovarian cancer. Um, I think, you know, it's still to be decided on what they're going to do to go farther from there. Uh, Mike O'Neill, I kind of misspoke this morning. I didn't understand it. I talked to Mike this afternoon. Uh, Mike has a blood clot in his leg. It's, it can be a problem. It's real close to right to a deep vein, so if it moves, it could get into a deep vein and cause bad stuff. Um, so anyways, it is of concern. He's going to see a vascular surgeon, I understand. So he, he asks for your prayers on that. Don't just, it is, it's something that's concerning to him. It's concerning to, uh, for his life. So he asks for your prayers on that. And also pray for the cornea. He had the cornea transplant, and it's not taken real well. So please pray that that takes off. We've got some other things we're going to work on, but uh, hopefully that works out for him. And also, uh, people in uh, Kentucky, I guess Missouri, Tennessee, Arkansas, whatever, I probably missed a couple, Illinois, that whole area. The area that's affected by tornadoes this weekend, you've seen the devastation in the buildings. Uh, you can only imagine, we can only imagine the lives have been affected. Um, with the number of the people that are dead, you know, the, the people have lost family and friends who have lives that are going to need to start over from, from zero. They've lost livelihoods and everything else. Um, I know several of us probably have, I know we have family that's been in the area that was tornado in the past. Uh, the kid's grandfather, um, Papa Dave, he uh, actually grew up in Mayfield, Kentucky. So that's his hometown. So anyways, pray, pray for those people. And also, I had a slide up here earlier on the announcement slide. I'll try to put it tomorrow on Facebook if you're on that. A couple groups that I know that are doing uh, disaster relief. One of them is actually called 
Churches of Christ Disaster Relief, and they send truckloads of stuff that's pre-prepared. I know that they've got six trucks out right now, um, two trucks in Mayfield, Kentucky, a Benton, Kentucky, uh, two in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and Princeton, Kentucky, and they've sent truckloads of assistance to get people, you know, it's relief is what it is. It won't get lives back together, but it'll address immediate needs. And also the Disaster Assistance Church of Christ, if you look for them online, it's Disaster Assistance COC. Um, they are stationed at the Children's Home in Bowling Green, and some of the pictures they've had look just exactly like the Mayfield, Kentucky. So lots and lots of devastation. So pray for the assistance, pray for the, the spiritual as well as the physical on all those people. Um, coming up this week on Tuesday, it's going to be the Senior Adult White Elephant Fellowship. So there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. So bring your own white elephant. There will not be, oh, sorry. <laughs> just, so they're going to, well, you're supposed to bring a, a vegetable or a dessert. Any kind of side and a dessert or a dessert. The side, a side or a dessert. Bring a side or a dessert. Bring a side dessert with your side of dessert. That's my recommendation. But um, the gift, there's a gift exchange that goes with that white of elephant. Anyway, so there's sign up, and that's going to be Tuesday at 11. Uh, if your hair is the same color as mine or close, if you haven't reached the perfection that mine is, uh, it's a good time to join it. Um, cookie plates, they're gathering cookies today and they're going to, on Wednesday, they're going to assemble the cookie plates and take those to shut-ins, so that's always a good thing. Uh, Mount Dora Children's Home, if you can get the presents back today, well it's getting late in the day, but anyways, uh, we're going to take the presents over on Saturday. There are parties at the Children's Home on Saturday afternoon at 1.30. If you can, join us. Join us over there. It's in the middle of the afternoon, you don't have to worry about driving in the dark. Road's got some construction and it's kind of kooky. Um, turn on your GPS because you can't fly it by the seat of your pants anymore. I'll guarantee it. But if you can get over there on Saturday afternoon, join us at 1:30. It's always a it's always a good time. The smiles on the kids' faces and such is a blast. So it'll be part outside, part inside. And uh, following up with that, on January the 9th, here in a few weeks, we're going to have a potluck. We're going to have a potluck after the uh, worship service. There's a sign-up sheet for that in the foyer too. Um, it's been a while, so we'd like our, our visitors, we'd like our, the people who uh, joined us during the pandemic, if we haven't sat down and shared a meal or shared some talk and find out about each other, it's a great time to do that. Uh, we will be doing that on a, a monthly basis, so join us for the first one. Preacher's Gifts, uh, one of the worst kept secrets here is the fact that we collect, uh, we collect money for giving the preachers a bonus at Christmas time, so if you'd like to be a part of that, see me, see Charlie, see Chuck, see William. Uh, we're collecting that. We will get them a Christmas bonus before Christmas. Um, that's about it, believe it or not. So the kids, the youth group, the junior, senior high kids, the whatever, those who do, they are having a um, Christmas gala, Christmas festivus, whatever, in the back here in a little while. So thanks for joining us for this part of it. Um, and they'll be doing that. On Wednesday, Peak of the Week Bible Studies. There'll be a junior, senior high Bible class going to be room two this week. So we're moving the location a little bit. So the junior, senior high class will be in room two. In here, Mike is going to talk about Elijah on Mount Horeb, right? Elijah on Mount Horeb. So join us here if you can, or join us online. We monitor that and try to interact as best we can. So stay safe, stay faithful. Give me a second to load up the next song. book.
It'll be number 578, we will glorify. 578. We will glorify ourselves of any anything in, in our flesh that would keep us from being God from living the kind of righteous lives that he came so that we could live Father we pray for those who Doug mentioned in the, in the announcements we pray for Victor we know that he's not doing well and he's in hospice and Lord we continue to pray for, for his healing for his comfort for the for those who are attending to him to, to help him through this difficult time. We pray for Bob's heart rate. You will intervene and, and get that under control, Father. We pray for Betty's brother-in-law. We pray for Sands' grandson, Parker. We pray that the, that the diabetes will, will be uh, manageable and that he will be able to adjust well to 
to dealing with that and, and that the family will be able to, to help him in that as well. Pray for my sister-in-law, Robin. Pray for her recovery from surgery and, and pray for good news in a, in a few days, hopefully that, that the tumor uh, is, is not, not as serious as we think it is. Lord, we're, we're praying for, expecting your intervention there as well. Lord, our brother Mike O'Neill, we know that he's been suffering with his eye for a while and understand now that his, his uh, cornea is not doing well. We pray for your help there. And we pray for this blood clot in his, in his leg. Pray for his protection, for his safety, for everybody who's working to, to make sure that that doesn't turn into something more serious. Father, we pray for the ones who were affected by the tornadoes this weekend throughout the Midwest. And Lord, we pray for each one who, especially who lost family member, lost her home. Help, help us to be generous and to support those, those who are going to provide assistance and comfort. Lord, we pray that you be with us the remainder of this week. Help us to, uh, to leave here determined to encourage someone this week, to draw somebody closer to you, to be your hands and feet to someone who needs you this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh -huh. What time is it? It is exactly 6 o'clock. Right on the Straight up 6. <laughs>